guys, welcome back to Sound Pollution. Thank you so much for joining me again. This is episode 24. In this episode, I get to interview Tyler of Gray Sky Falls. This is a fantastic uh, little metal band based out of Colorado. You're going to really enjoy it. Um, He's going to tell us about a couple tracks, the stories behind them, how the band got together. And of course, there's always a little bit of advice for anybody out there listening. Anything about Gray Sky Falls is going to be listed down in the episode description section. Make sure you show up and show them some love and support. Hang tight. Okay, listeners, I'm here with Tyler from Gray Sky Falls. And Tyler, why don't you introduce yourself to my listeners? Oh, geez. Uh, what's up? All the, uh, thank you very much for having me on this podcast. Um, yeah, um, we're a heavy metal band um, based out of, uh, I guess, Denver, Colorado. You know, a lot of us live all throughout the metro area, but we kind of base our band there in Denver. Um, anyway, I think, you know, with the metal scene in particular, everybody's always trying to put us into a particular genre. So if you're looking for a particular genre, I guess you could say we're like progressive uh, metalcore is the best type of genre that I can throw in. And um, started in 2017 uh, with just me and uh, another guy, and we really wanted to ramp it up, you know. Uh, we spent a lot of time on, like, what our band was wanting. Yeah, 2017 been going that long and how did you guys get together man that's a long story <laughs> so i kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna way backtrack on this one of you know how did we get it started and stuff like that but um it was around 2015 i i'm actually a drummer by heart like i, I love drumming i'll drum for any other particular band and it started in 2015 i got my very first drum kit you know i was 22 years old i didn't know anything about the music whatsoever i didn't know anything about it i just started getting my chops up getting everything going and then i found this band on craigslist and um you know it was was a four-piece nudes not really looking to do anything spectacular it was like an alternative rock band where yada yada um me and the bassist in that band uh we were really good friends and uh eventually when that band did fall out um around that 2017 era me and the bassist were both like yo you know we do metal metal is what we do so we wanted to get back to the roots of it so we decided to go ahead and make our own metal band so that started in 2017 with me and the bases that's kind of how we got started it was uh you know the destruction of one band getting brand new right on so how many people are in the band now we got five people total actually it's a it's a total five piece so um, me, I'm the lead singer. Uh, that's all I do is just scream. And then Dave, the one that <laughs> that we formed a band with, uh, he plays lead guitar, or I guess just guitar, and uh, he also sings a little bit. We got Casey on another guitar, so we got two guitarists. Mm-hmm. We got Ian on our bass guitar, and then Josh Campbell picks up our drums. How are you guys handling the uh, pandemic? It, it's funny because it varies on music, because I know I have like, I know some jazz musicians that are able to play right now because they're not, it's not as crowded of an environment and like some piano people who are able to go do little gigs because they're able to social distance. But, you know, and it's funny because I interviewed somebody else from, from Denver a, a little while ago and they're a funk band and they were like, we can't perform at all because you you're dancing. And I would say with metal, it would be the same because you can't really mosh or anything like that. 
right now. So how, how have you been handling that? Are you still doing gigs or? Yeah, so we actually just had a gig in the Springs on January. I think it was more towards the end of January. Uh, we went to Sunshine Studios. Um, completely social distanced. Um, you know, right. the, the Sunshine Studios, they did a really good job of making sure people were distant. Stuff like That's that. awesome. Um, yeah, but, but like you're saying, you know, it is a lot harder to be a metal band and not have people who can go to these shows and mosh. In 2020, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I don't know anybody who wasn't affected by, you know, the whole entire pandemic in 2020. We had maybe two or three shows and I mean, that, that was a complete shit show. But fortunately for us um, right now, and fingers crossed, knock on wood, we got shows coming up. Um, yeah. in February and March and April. Um, so, so have you guys been able to get a lot of practice in at least? You know, we're kind of scaling back a little bit of our practices. Um, mm -hmm. You know, mostly practicing at home with the technology that we have now. It's really, really easy to practice remotely or anything like that. Um, we're doing about once every other week. You know. Oh. Uh, there's this big space, and uh, I'll give this a shout-out, too. If any other local musicians or anything like that looking for a practice space, we practice at this place called The Band Cave. Um, I think it's off of Holly Street, I-70, somewhere downtown. But if you look that up, they have really, really big practice areas that you guys can social distance. Band Cave. Yep. Definitely. I'll leave that in. So on a personal level, I, I, you said you were a drummer. Was it just the fallout of the band that made you you know, do the pick up the lead singer kind of thing? Or was it something you'd always wanted to do? Ever since I was, uh, you know, uh, just getting into high school or, or even like middle school and stuff like that, my biggest influences were the heavy metal guys like Corey Taylor, uh, Jonathan Davis's. Um, always like being on YouTube, watching these live shows and watching how the front men present themselves and how they can, you know, control crowds and just fucking hype it up to the best that they can. That was something that I always wanted to do. Um, you know, on a personal level, that's like the bucket list type of a thing. I want to go up on stage and I want to be the one to control that crowd. I want to be the one to scream my lungs out and give all the passion in the world. And it didn't really start like as me just being like, yeah, dude, I, I know how to do it. I, I, I can I can totally do this. Uh, <laughs> it started actually after I got out of high school and I moved to Denver itself. And with, you know, the uptick in traffic and stuff like that, I always saw and heard myself yelling at, like, traffic and stuff like that. Like, you say, shit, get out of the fucking way! And right. yelling like <laughs> that, I was like, damn, that sounds actually not too bad. So, you know, actually screaming with, you know, music that you already listen to and stuff like that, I started to develop that voice. But, I mean, I, I've never done it. I've never screamed. I've never got on stage. I've never done any of that until we formed this band in 2017. It was almost like a little dream come true. It was a dream come true, and it was fucking scary, too. Oh, yeah, I, I can only that. imagine. <laughs> especially, especially like, you you were the drummer. You were, you're behind everybody else, and now you're all the way in front. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to piss yourself a little bit? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I would have. The most uh, <laughs> nervous part was, like, me and me and Dave, the one who started the band, um, you know, we started on GarageBand. That's just a little basic music yeah. thing on Mac. And um, he put this entire song together with guitars, drums, bass, and stuff like that. And he was like, dude, just come over here. We'll lay down some tracks. We'll see how it goes. 
and he got me set up with this little cheap-ass condenser mic, and he was, like, just off to the races. And I remember sitting there the first time recording with my lyrics in hand and my hand just, like, shaking. Like, fuck, I have to scream in front of somebody? I actually have to, like, project myself? And It's not in my car. <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, really, really nerve-wracking. And then... I think it was a couple months, like six or seven months. It it like from 2017 October, and I think we were playing our first gig in July. And it was this little shitty dive bar downtown. I can't remember the name of the place. Um, there was like maybe five people like sitting at the bar, not even paying attention to us, and maybe some like hobos in the background just not doing anything. And my right. God, I was still just nervous as all hell. Like, I was playing in front of a crowd of 20,000 or something like that. Are you still nervous like that when you play? Or has no, it gotten better? It's definitely gotten better. Um, you know, I don't really let crowds, like, dictate, you know, the size of the crowd dictate how much nervous I get. But, I mean, I, I don't know if this ranks true for anybody, but there's always that nervousness just before you're about to get on stage and let loose, you know? Sure. But once you're into it, I mean, once I'm into it, I, it's just, it's second nature from here on out, you know? I still, like, I can't even do karaoke without, like, privately throwing up in the bathroom. It's, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> no, no, totally get that. <laughs> and, yeah, I didn't even do any karaoke before I... Before Dude, I you didn't even practice, like, in front of... <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you know, in your room, like, when you're when you're 17 or 18 and you got this, you know microphone and you're just pretending to scream to the crowd and stuff like that that's mm -hmm. the only quote-unquote experience that i had so you started playing drums uh what made you decide to play drums or what well i mean let's take that a little deeper what made you decide to do music and how old were you gosh um i feel like this might rain for everybody but you know music uh made an impact on me very very early um i always remember my dad uh you know, when I was five, six years old, just being in his car, listening to like, you know, the radio station, KBPI, his all of his mixtapes and stuff like that, just constant heavy metal. And, you know, I got integrated into that. I enjoyed that type of music. And then, you know, once you reach that middle school to high school age, you're actually looking for your identity. You're looking like, what type of person am I going to be? And man, those types of bands, like the new metal bands, the ones that actually like give their heart and soul to, you know, do what they do, that music speaks passion. And that's just kind of where I picked it up, you know, through other bands like that. And I've always had like that passion to be like, you know, I want to do this. I want to be that person. And I've always had that tick to where like I'm always tapping on something. So mm -hmm. I figured, why the hell not? Let's get a drum kit. So how old were you? When you when you got your first drum kit, I got my first drum kit. I was still I not not too uh, young actually. I was twenty twenty two or twenty three. Oh. so you weren't like driving your parents insane? No, no, <laughs> fortunately not for them. So you knew you wanted to do music pretty young. I mean, if you couldn't do music, what would you do? God, probably live my life with that existential dread just <laughs> through on and fumbling. there's just nothing else for you. Yeah, well, I mean, music is, is a passion, but it's not something that where it's like more career oriented. Music for me fills the soul. It's what makes your soul happy. You know what I mean? I, I still have a day job. I mean, most of the local musicians still have that day job and stuff like that. But music is definitely that passionate part where it's like 
it fills that existential point in my life. Like if the only thing that I did inside of my lifetime was make music and 300 people heard it or whatever, I would still be okay with that because I brought something into the world. I like that. That's a good answer. Uh, tell me about conscription. Oh, you heard that. Ooh, song. Yeah. Oh, I listened to both. I listened to everything my, the musicians send me and I, your drummer on that is, He's on fire. Nice. Shout out to Josh Campbell, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, she actually delivers that same passion on stage, too. So it's not just, you know, That's what we're awesome. doing on the album. That guy is... Josh is definitely one of the more most mu- talented musicians that I've had the very biggest pleasure of playing with him. Um, but Conscription, goodness. So that's actually one of our, um, it's one of our earlier songs that me and Dave sat down together and kind of wrote out that song before any other members showed up. So we kind of had that going for us there, but we never put it onto a recording. So, you know, once we got all the musicians together and stuff like that, we found out that, you know, they, they put their own flavors onto the song. So conscription was never conscription until all of the people got together, but that song, uh, if you listen to it, you know, it has more of that, uh, what do I want to say, creepy undertones. It, it's more um, somber. It's more delivering those hefty, you know, crappy type of vibes. And um, what Conscription is about is feeling stuck and hopeless with another person, like a significant other. It doesn't necessarily have to be a significant other. It could be work boss, anything. You know, we try to keep subliminal stuff on that. So... Conscription is being trapped by another human being and reliving your emotions through that particular song. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's awesome that you got conscription out of it. I did. I listen to everything everybody sends me. Die. 
why metal? Why, why does that hit you in such a special place? This can be said about everybody else's music, you know, if a person likes punk or if a person likes alternative or anything else that you can think of, there's a certain passion that they feel through that music. The artist is delivering them that passion. It's like, this is my expression and this is what I'm going to give to you. With metal, I've always felt it's emotional, like it's it's empowering, it's it's you can say any type of thing that you need to say inside of metal and the uh influences that i got are all from frontman in their lyrics mm-hmm. and when you do metal you get angry you can get upset you can get sad and those particular types of emotions always resonated with me more than any others and mm-hmm. that's kind of where it came from plus i mean you know give me a banging drummer and an awesome vocalist man i'm there right right you can't you can't louse that up it doesn't even matter what kind of music it is no no yeah exactly yeah so it's it's passion it's 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 what i look for inside of music it's what the artists are delivering to me and again that can be said with everybody and whatever music that they listen to you guys have fun shows i haven't been to a good good metal show in a while um yeah yeah, i haven't well we haven't been to any shows (laughs) yeah i haven't been to any shows in a while either (laughs) i haven't been to any shows I'm getting really tired of it. Oh God, me too. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting like if if somebody that I've interviewed or something has like they do like a little live in front of their computer because they're just dying. I'm on it like like white on rice. I am just as into it as they are. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. I've actually seen a couple musicians do that. Like local artists will just kind of do a little acoustic jam there or they'll get on live and stuff. I'm really grateful for the internet because right? that's really the only way you're getting your content now. Could you imagine going through this without it? Could you, like, the first time we had something like, the last time they had something like this was the Spanish flu. They had no internet. They barely, I don't even think they had radio. If they had radio, it was like barely um just nothing yeah no that would be torture right right and then i saw a good meme that was like after the black plague all the paintings were fat chicks eating on couches (laughs) 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 i was like yep that's why (laughs) yeah um especially during this time i mean i i've definitely become that fat guy on the couch oh i have gained i don't even know i stopped i stopped counting Oh, yeah, I don't even want to. I was like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, who's this bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Who in the fuck is that? Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even try anymore. I don't don't even get on the scale. But I I did notice that, like, once I get on stage and I'm trying to do what I'm doing, I've become, like, so, I I just, I just don't do it as much as I used to. So when I got on stage, man, I am burnt out after, like, the third song. And I'm like, can we please stop this you know I've been <laughs> like i need a pee break <laughs> yeah <laughs> able to, i haven't been able to do it so i need to i need to get back on it for sure somebody hand me some fireball because i'm gonna need it <laughs> straight up really actually that sounds nice so tell me about the deceiver the deceiver oh gosh that's another one of our younger songs we don't even play that in our set list anymore <laughs> that's what you sent uh, me <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm going so with what you sent me it's, no it's still totally on our spotify but um <laughs> deceiver um that's another cool song and i, I kind of wish that we would put that back on our set list because it's we good the that. guitars are great 
guitars are chunky as hell and that breakdown in that song i'm yeah. really lo- love that breakdown in that song you should put that back um, in yeah looking to For put sure. that back in so the lyrics were actually written by dave on this one and the deceiver is more dealing with somebody who constantly is trying to manipulate you or deceive you into doing something that you don't necessarily want to do you know one of our lyrics is i can see through your lies um, I can see your disguise. So mm-hmm. that's the subject that we're tackling on that particular song. And, you know, again, Josh, uh, when he put his drums on top of that song, man, it just the next level. I bet you guys have fun shows. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was before You've got 
you have any advice for somebody who wants to get into music? Um, I can try my best. Do your best. Everybody has different advice. You, I've heard anything from like in-depth um, descriptions of equipment you should get to, you know, my friend was just like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Just do it. Man. Just do, do it. it. Don't um, be scared. You know, if you want to take a book out, or take a page out of my book, um, what I did is like, you know, I wasn't even considering joining a band when I picked up an instrument. I just wanted to learn that particular instrument. So go to your local pawn shops, go to, you know, a guitar center or whatever. Pick yourself out a super, super cheap instrument because it's going to be your starting instrument and just start fiddling around no matter what it is. You know, if you want to sing, then, you know, get yourself a nice little condenser mic or something like that. MacBook, you got yourself set up. But do it for yourself. Do it for the passion, not doing it for, you know, any other particular reason. Yeah, Fame not- and fortune usually yeah. doesn't come out of this, you know. <laughs> and if it does, it doesn't always last long. No, not at all. And God, and it, I don't even know if I want to be burdened with something like that. You know, it has been uh, the downfall of many an incredibly talented musician. I mean, it's just a lot. And your passion gets taken out of it. So if you don't start with passion, then you're not going to get very far. Right, right. Have you guys gone on the road at all? Luckily not. (laughs) We've (laughs) all stayed here locally, Denver. And the reason why I say luckily not is because the previous band I was in, we did this little mini tour. We went Uh to California, Los Angeles, and um, San Diego. did the real thing. (sighs) It was all out of pocket. It so much money the stress was so much and ultimately that's actually what caused us to break up was because of you know going out and doing a a road show so no we haven't staying local for the for for the most part right on do you have um any crazy concert stories do you think would be good for the podcast or that you're willing to share Mm. yeah a little one so Um, we were up in Thornton playing a show. I think it was last. No, it was in 2019. I want to say last year because 2020 didn't even fucking happen. But <laughs> right, it's the year that never. Don't 2020 me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't 2020 me. So it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in November or something like that. We went up to play in Thornton at this really really small dive bar called. Um, God, damn it! Why am I missing? Oh, it's Trailside Saloon. That's where we went to. So mm-hmm. Trailside Saloon, if you pack everybody into this dive bar, you might be able to get 150 people in there, maybe, maybe, all right? So we were playing our show. Um, a lot of people started coming up to this little last small stage and watching us play, and we were jamming with everybody. Everybody is starting to good get time. into the vibe. Good times, good times. And then we whip out our last song, and, you know, we always want to, like, give that encore, that very last one where it's like you're, you're, you're going to know our name Mm-hmm. After this fucking show. So we have a countdown into that song too. And it's like one, two, three, four, and then just fucking chaos. And this entire floor of maybe 20 or 30 people in this condensed, small ass little room started moshing and everybody just got into it. And halfway through the song, um, my my friend Dave, you know, he's he's a singer and a guitarist, so he has to have a microphone up right. on this mic stand. And he was singing, and this one dude ran into it and busted him right in the lip. And he was Ooh. just gushing 
blood all the way down. We didn't stop that song. That dude was super metal. He just blood all over the place. <laughs> No microphone, and we were just still <laughs> crushing it, just jamming and destroying that entire Bleeding. place. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is as hardcore as you get. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's one of those uh, memories that's going to go down. I didn't play in front of thousands of people, but the thirty people that were there vibing to my music and busted my uh, guitarist lips—I'll never forget that one. What? Why don't you tell everybody what your social media is so they can find you? Okay, so our biggest social media platform that we constantly update is facebook Uh, Mm -hmm. but we also have an instagram account so you can find us on both facebook and instagram we don't really do much content outside of those two social media platforms however if you want to listen to our music we are literally all over the goddamn place spotify google play soundcloud itunes pretty much anything you can think of our music will most likely be there if you just search gray sky falls and okay, so you have, so you have some shows coming up. March twenty seventh, we have a show coming up in at Trailside Saloon up in Thornton. So uh, that's the place that I was telling you about where my uh, uh, guitarist got his uh, face busted in. So um, yeah, March twenty seventh at Trailside. Um, all of these shows are going to be limited capacity. So oh, if yeah. you want to check us out live, I would absolutely make sure you get on that stuff real real quick. So March twenty seventh there. And then we have a show at Herman's Hideaway, actually, at Sunday, April 11th. If you guys want to check us out, uh, those two places, highly recommended. All right. Is there anything else you want to let the listeners know about you guys, other than come see you and buy your music? <laughs> we're, we're really good live. We, we tried ourselves. I mean, we try so hard to be super good and tight on stage. Um, we pride ourselves on being that local band that you're going to go see and you're going to be like, holy shit, these guys should be on the next level. These guys should be pro. We really strive to make that happen. Um, we even have backing tracks and stuff like that playing in the back of our music and stuff like that, just to give it that little extra, that little extra sound. Yeah. So, um, if you, well, if, if you it's like as metal- good live. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally cut you off. If it's oh, as good live as it is in the tracks you sent me, like it's got to be a fucking banging show. It's for sure. actually even a little bit better. All right, listeners, that is Tyler from Gray Sky Falls. Thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, Sam Pollution making it now. All right, everybody, that was episode 24 with Tyler of Gray Sky Falls. Make sure you drop down into that description section and make sure you show this band some love and support. Also, please show me support and uh, like, follow, and subscribe to Sound Pollution on any platform that you are using. Uh, Feel free to share Sound Pollution's episodes on any of your social media pages. Any downloads, like, listens, and follows really do help me keep this thing moving forward. Also, if you didn't know, the Patreon page for Sound Pollution is up and running, so make sure you go check that out as well. And yesterday, I dropped February's music-only episode, so make sure you give that monthly bonus music-only episode a listen. I love you all. Thank you so much. Be kind. Make some fucking noise. Make some fucking noise.